Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. I hope you're having a fearless Friday. Today, I was able to go out and grab me a little latte. So that's how I treated myself today. I hope you did something today to treat yourself. I have a special guest with me today. She is Miss Nola. Miss Homegirl Heather is in the building. Yes, she is a brand, of course, lifestyle curator, and is also an associate producer at VH1. Heather, tell them a little bit about yourself, how you got here to New York, and also before you start that, what is one one thing you did today to treat yourself? Um, hey guys, um, thanks Nakia for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> um, one thing I did today to treat myself, hmm, I got me a slice of cheesecake from Junior's, which is like my guilty pleasure cheesecake. Mm-hmm. So yeah, something I don't really need, but I love, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you need a sweet. I need a little sweet. You know. <laughs> but um, yeah, you gave me an awesome intro. I'm from New Orleans. I've been in New York for six years now. It'll be seven in July. Um, how did I get here? After graduating from Clark Atlanta University. Okay. Hey, now. Um, I always knew I wanted to move to New York because I wanted to work in music and entertainment. And what better place to do that than NYC? So I kind of didn't really have a real plan, but I knew my eye was on a prize. So I applied for internships in New York. And it's such a long story, but to make a long story short, (laughs) I applied for internships. I got one with the Ween Academy. Um, And yeah, I packed my bags and told my mom I'm not moving back. And she was like, okay, girl, we'll see. Uh, Hopefully you'll find a job. And after the Ween Academy, I interned at Columbia Records and Complex simultaneously five days a week without pay. And right. And and what, like two months into my internship at Complex, um, they offered me a job in a marketing and sales department. And at the time I was conflicted because I really wanted to still work entertainment, like music. And um, everyone at Columbia Records was like, you know, Complex is a dope company. So it'll lead you to where you're supposed to be. So they, you know, gave me their blessing and I left Columbia and I was working on J. Cole and Beyonce projects at at the time and I really wanted to work at Rock Nation and like uh, that was about to happen. Rock Nation was about to offer me an internship but I left all of that to go get a full-time job at Complex which was amazing and my parents were so proud. I didn't tell them I got a full-time job until I got my first check. And right. I sent them to pay stuff. When you, when you see right? that check, and they were like, coins. they were like, oh my god, you got a job. I'm like, yes, I can pay my own rent. Thank you, like that. And I stayed at Complex for three years. Um, I wound up transitioning to Complex TV when that first started, and we created a lot of dope video content that you still see right now, killing on Complex yes. platform or whatever. I'm proud to say that I helped start that wave, you know. But then. Left Complex 
And now I'm at VH1. Doing big things. And now you can add something else to your uh to your resume, to your line. What? Now you 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 writing, you know, you helped uh start with the uh, MTV TRL live, at least writing and curating uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. which is um Viacom has a lot going on right now, which is great. But I was also brought into briefly the TRL uh, revamp writers room and it was a dope experience for like two and a half weeks to the pre-production and all of like you know pitching right. ideas and concepts for talent um so yeah like i was small in high school like all of us <laughs> watching trl on tv one is in gold to trl and now trl is back and it's exciting you know so Cheers to the TRL yes. team. Yes. Well, this is so good because you've done a lot in such a short time here mm-hmm. in in New York. And I wanted you um, to talk to you about your fears and that journey. So mm-hmm. one of the things that um, I like to start off with is what is your deepest fear? Mm-hmm. What is my deepest fear? Uh, that's a great question. I honestly feel like my deepest fear is not living to my full potential. Um, I feel like I'm my own worst enemy. Like every opportunity that I ever, you know, wanted or was presented in front of me, like no one has stopped me from those things besides myself. Like everything I kind of speak to or speak for, it happens. And I think that's the power of God for one. And it also, I believe in like words of affirmation. So I speak positivity into my life and like things that I want I claim them, and I feel like it always, for the most part, like, somehow, some way, I get a glimpse of it. If it's not, like, immediately, I just know that, um, you know, it'll happen for me. But my biggest fear is that when the opportunity presents itself, I won't be ready to, mm. you know, tackle it or handle it. So I beat myself up about that, and I'm going through that now with a lot of things that all of my friends and family say I should be doing with my life. And I'm like, right. okay. Thank you. It's all great stuff. I have to really focus on executing it. So, like, one of the things that I've noticed, you know, as your friend and just seeing, like, you are now doing, you know, as associate producer, and I'm not sure if um, people know what all that entails, mm-hmm. but I know on the, you're, you're more behind the scenes and curating, you know, what, whether it's a small little short um, that you're going to have on VH1.com and you're curating those things and making sure that everything, all those pieces mm-hmm. are in play. But you actually had an opportunity this year to be in front of the screen mm-hmm. and now you're more in front of the screen. And did mm-hmm. you feel a sense of fear there as far as transitioning from behind the scenes to in front of this scene and feeling like you weren't ready for that next step? Um, Yeah, like no lie. When I was in college, I wanted to be in front of the camera. My parents wanted me to be in front of the camera. Like, I was obsessed with VJs and Terrence and Roxy and whoever and Free and AJ. But uh, i never forget, I met Spike Lee at Clark Atlanta University because no one knows that, like, he learns how to become the Spike Lee that he is from Clark Atlanta University. His degree just says Morehouse. But anyway, uh, Spike Lee came to my class and talked to my class. And, you know, he asked us what we wanted to do. And I was expressing to him, um, hey, I want to be on TV, da 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 I want to be on the radio. And he's like, that's great. I'm sure you can do anything you put your mind to. But just know that longevity is behind the camera. And for some reason, like, that stuck with me since college. Right. So longevity is behind the scenes. Like, you never know who the movers and shakers are behind the scenes. But they're the ones basically in control of what you're watching. 
and what you're consuming. And the ones in front of the camera, they change. Like, you know, like either you stay in that position forever, like a Robin Roberts or whoever. Right. You stay in that position forever. You die off camera or, I mean, you die on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, it's, you know, it's a hard world to get into. I have a lot of friends that's VJs and they're great at it and hosts or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I think I'll be cool at it, but that's not really my what, passion anymore. Why? At one point it was. Not saying I can't do both. I'm just saying, like, I watch my friends who take it so seriously and they're great at it. And I know for a fact that I'm not as great as them. And it's fine. You know, I think I've accepted the fact that, like, it's okay. Do you it's think okay that you not, couldn't be as great as them? Like, is there something no, where you... No, I don't think... Honestly, I think everyone has their own thing they bring to the table. Like, I know I'm relatable. I know I'm a people person. People appreciate that I can talk to people. That's why I, when I produce my videos and I have interviews with certain talent, I can get things out of them that other journalists may can't, just because I'm a personal person. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that's my strong suit. Like, she's good at that. Right. Compared to, like, a journalist that's very well-spoken and super articulate, doesn't have, like, this strong New Orleans accent or whatever, that can be their strong suit. And I don't feel like anything's wrong with either. It's not like a self-doubt. I just feel like I'm kind of playing the back burner because I really don't take it that seriously. Right. Like it's not really a real passion of mine anymore. It what was. Is, what is your but What is your passion? My passion now is to just have a lot of dope people and bring them all together to create dopeness with the New York Leanian agency that's in the process of becoming, you know, a real... Situation. So what is what is the next steps for this new New York New, New York, York Lenians? It's it's a little hard agency. on the tongue, right? New, New York Lenian. Yeah, New York Lenians is a um it's New York and New Orleans combined. In New Orleans we call locals New Orleanians. So combined it too is New York Lenians. Mm-hmm. Word to chasing cash. You know I got that from him. But <laughs> um the next steps is really like putting a game plan into play right now it's just been a lot of talking a lot of buzz a lot of people saying like y'all are dope you know you're dope uh you have dope friends and you have dope energy so let's you know make something out of it right. if money's be me like i Hello. feel like just from the parties i have with my homegirls and like my birthday party or whatever it brings a very dope crowd clearly i keep saying dope but it brings <laughs> like a very nice crowd of people together who are all you know, super talented, and there's right. no way that we shouldn't be capitalizing off of this. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely, particularly in New York. Especially. I feel like brands, they look for people to bring a certain crowd together, and I feel like I have the total capacity to do so. What do you feel like is the talent or the untapped potential that you feel like you, you fear that you would never tap into because of course each one of us are made specifically you know custom made by god mm-hmm. to be on this earth to do whatever our purpose or our mission is do you feel like there are things that you maybe in your own thoughts because i feel mm-hmm. like all of us have times of recent our own thoughts i'm like i know that i could really do this but there's so many other things that i start to get in my head about that oh i don't execute right, or right. i don't see it to fruition what are things that you feel like that you want to do uh maybe it's five years out, 10 years out, or just in this lifetime while you're here that you feel like are still inside of you that just haven't been unlocked or maybe there hasn't been a, a situation where you've, you know, been in the right 
environment to really unlock that creative juice or whatever the case may be right. to see it to fruition? That's a good question. I mean, I really don't know. Like, when I was younger, I was the girl that was always in front of the camera, right? I did acting, dancing, <laughs> whatever, plays. I was in a chorus. I was in a choir in church, whatever. So I feel like I was definitely grew up as, like, the entertainment child that wanted to be in every talent show, wanted to be a superstar, wanted to be an actress, so, like, in that way, I feel like now I'm kind of in that industry. It doesn't really, like, it's not on top of my mind to be like, oh, my God, I need to be an actress or whatever. Right. I'm content with being behind the scenes. But if I had to say, me being an actress for a day, like, would be something I feel like I can be super good at. Just, I don't pursue those type of, <laughs> I don't pursue those type of, like, projects. I'm not going on casting calls. You know what I'm saying? But, but if, the opportunity, if the opportunity presented itself, right. then I, maybe I would. Who knows? So my family thinks I'm like the most animated, dramatic person ever. So they're like, you need to be on TV. I don't know. Commercial. Right. Girl. Like, you need to do that. You like, I don't be... understand. So maybe. Like, I'm not opposed to it. I do think once, if I was to ever do it, I think I would be great at it, you know? Yeah. But um, it's not something that's like I'm itching to pursue right now. Okay. But I do watch certain things on TV. I'm like, I can do that. Like, insecure. Right. Like, right. both of us can just be an insecure so naturally and, like, blend right in. Right. So, you never know until you try, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, you know, take a risk. You know, Vivo, who knows? <laughs> as many people as you know, Heather. It's just like... Nikki about to send me on casting calls. Uh, <laughs> hello. Look, I'm just saying, it could happen. Yeah. The, the, that's one thing I will say, like, the power of... I guess social media connections and network. Like a lot of people don't understand utilizing your network and your resources to really um, navigate whatever journey you're mm-hmm. on, whatever your passion is or whatever makes you happy. And I think that you're a great person at this. And it's not about you being the top dog in the, you know, field that you're in. It's about really nurturing those right. relationships because you never know who you may meet that's going to put you on to the next person, the next person. But also it's like young it's a it's a cold world out here as J. Cole okay. It is a cold world out here and typically in New York and it's like you if you're not genuine and you're not authentic in what you're doing, then at some point you can you maybe get past the first wall or the second wall, but the time you get to the third, everybody can be like, uh uh-uh, uh, she ain't who she is, who she says she was and you do right. a great job of just being who you are, like a girl from you know, the South from from NOLA who came here to pursue your your passions and your dreams and are authentic in what you're doing and you add to the field of that. And I think a lot of people assume that, like, you have this glitz and glam of this industry. We're always out. We're always, you know, at these parties and doing these things. But it takes a lot of hard work. There's a lot of things that you sacrifice, right. too, in the process. Do you ever fear, like, by you pursuing this particular um, career field that there there were a lot of things that you may have envisioned for your life that had to kind of be put on not put on hold but you sacrificed some things mm-hmm. in order to get to that place um, I know you recently did a interview with I believe it was Essence and mm-hmm. you were talking to Angela Yee mm-hmm. about like oh I work in this great you know, industry but then I have this situation where I'm not like 401k and all those different right. things to so do you do you find like definitely um <clears throat> like people do here. think that it's all like glitz and glam but actually it's not like we have a lot of fun we have a lot of access to things and to people which is great but on a flip on a flip side i am a freelance employee uh granted i work 
40 hours plus a week, so it's more permanent. But I don't have, at the moment, I don't have, like, any, you know, benefits to my company or anything like that, which is frustrating. But, of course, there's ways I can right, go around right. it and get my own health insurance, which I do have. Uh, stuff like that. It's a lot of expenses that occur with living this lifestyle and living in New York in general. And so people might be like, you know, we pay such and such amount for rent in this Brooklyn small ass apartment. Right. But I compare my life to my friends back home. They have beautiful homes, garages, garages, probably four hundred one k life savings, three bedrooms, and they single and they like, well, I just wanted to buy this house and have a three bedroom. Right. They're paying a mortgage. You know what I'm saying? So it's things that I do aspire to have. Like I want to own a house. I want to own property. Shout out to Southern Girl Property in New Orleans. Hey now. But, like, I want to do stuff like that. And I do feel like living this lifestyle in New York, you have to find the balance to do all of those things. And also the finances and the resources. Like, I feel right. like I live very day-to-day in New York. It's kind of just like, let me make it through the day. Let me make it through the week. You know, I feel like in down south, a lot of my friends have a more long-term outlook. Like, I want to buy a house. I want to pay, you know, for this life insurance. I'm going to, whatever. All of them have kids and husbands. Like, right. all of my friends back home, majority of them, they have, like, real families. Do I feel like, oh, left out or, like, I need to catch up? No. <laughs> not at all. Right. Because we're I, all working on our own timeline. Right, like, I'm not the girl that's like, oh, my God, I'm so in a rush to get married and have kids. Do I think it will happen really soon? Maybe. And it's low-key terrifying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm very content with myself with where I'm at in that regard. Like, if I was to get pregnant tomorrow... I would definitely want to move back down south. That is a fear, I guess, like mm. getting pregnant and having a husband and raising a family in New York. Mm. I don't I don't know if I'm built for that. Me being from the south and me having like a backyard with like grass right. where my child can play and getting in the car and bring them to school. I think that's more what I would look forward to, but who's to say it won't happen in New York? Then I have to adjust. Right? Are you, you know? fear? Are you fearful that the environment that that will play on the type of family dynamic that you're trying to build, or that it would affect kind of the career kind of lifestyle that you kind of have right now and, and navigating? Um, that? that's a great question because people always believe that I'm always out in the streets or whatever. I so, mean, you have that. I mean, let me tell you, I Home curate girl, how the snaps is real. Okay, y'all. My snap. <laughs> My snaps are popping, but I curate the content that you see on Snapchat. So, like, I'm not going to snap me inside binge watching Stranger Things all 13 hours. No. <laughs> I might show you, like, one second of that. And the next second, I might be in a party. But, um, nah, like, as I get older, I'm about to be 30 years old. Like, you know, I'm going to naturally slow down. But right now, I'm trying to sell the lifestyle. Like, that's what people into like yes Jules she's making bank off of selling this lifestyle you know what I'm saying which I don't think is 100% authentic or whatever so if she can get thousands of dollars from having these 2am or whatever parties why the fuck can I so you right and I do it on some organic shit Shit. just because I'm just out you know um so that's kind of where I'm at right now but if a husband and a child was to come I guess I'll just figure it out you know but you never know, girl. Life comes at you fast, honey. Disclaimer, I'm not pregnant. No, she's not. She's not. We're just saying life happens and things happen. And I think yeah. those are the things that most people fear is the things that they cannot control. Right? right? I can't control if that is to happen in the future or not. But it's also like, 
if it happens, then I just have to deal with it as it comes. Yeah, I, I don't overthink things. I think, like, it, it's something I do think about because of my current situation. But if it happens, we'll figure it out. And I'm glad that I have a great support system here in New York that helped me figure it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. But I think that's a good quality, too, that you don't overthink things. I think that everybody has, like, different... I don't even know what the word to say this, but different effects of fear, like where we experience self-doubt, worrying, anxiety, depression, well, you know, all of these different things yeah. that are effects of experiencing or knowing that we have these fears. Right. Um, well, I'm lying. I do overthink shit. I'm a Virgo, like, duh. <laughs> but, like, I don't overthink things that I really can't change. Like, I might read a text message over and over again trying to figure out, like, what happened. <laughs> like, why did that response... You know, why did I get that response? Whatever, whatever. But I don't overthink stuff like, hey, if I get proposed to tomorrow and I get pregnant next week, what is my life going to be like? I don't know. I'll just wait till that happens. Right. So, I don't overthink stuff like that. But I do overthink, like... Well, put your side post on Instagram, like stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> but you're curating a brand, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Right and, and content is key, content. as you always say, content, content is, is key. key. So I think that when it comes out to your personal brand and or how you want people to not just see you, treat you, you know, interact with you, that's something that you're curating that is at the at your at your disposal and how what you choose to put out there versus yeah. you know. The fear of some people who are like, what if I'm not this person that everybody sees me as being in person? They don't know because they're not being authentically themselves. They don't know how to navigate those spaces of being like, you're this person online, but you're not this person in person. Right. Yeah, I don't have that problem. What you see is what you get. And And I'm very unfiltered. Uh, I mean, I have to be sometimes because, you know, people watching that I wish wasn't watching, like my boss and shit. But... (laughs) I hope he heard that. But, um, you know, you, what you see, what you, what you get. I'm a very, I'm an open book, and I feel like that's why people like me. I think that's the only way to go. And I don't understand why people don't understand 2017, which I'm going to now claim as the year of Cardi B, why you, you know, just can't be yourself. yourself. Like, now, granted, you know, I, I get it. It may have not been a thing that was in back in the day, but, like, at this point, you... You can win by being exactly who you are, right? right? When you are around the right people, the right time, yeah, and you're and you're cultivating a space of people that are vibing off the energy and what you're vibing off about the same things that you're about. I think that it's tough for other people who don't know how to navigate that space because we have been built to a certain way that like your reputation is everything your brand is everything this is how you have to you know carry yourself as a lady as a you know a man or this that and the third and it's like look you know how much energy that takes to be something that you're not like that takes can i quote soldier slim soldier slim say if you love me and you love me not i'm gonna be me okay like i don't have time to be anyone else anyone that you want me to be i'm myself either you like it or you love it and that's kind of just what it is right cardi b is killing shit Killing it. Killing shit. Like, I can't even hate on her. Like, why would you want to? Like, she's killing shit, and I'm happy for her. Yeah. The glow up is real, but... Like... Homegirl has this what you get, so... Yes, all day, every day. All day, every day. You know? Well... I- oh, but speaking of what you're saying, people are so fake. Like, <laughs> I just need, I just want to say one thing, because I think it's so weird how people are so socially awkward. Yes. 
And I think it's just with the times, like everyone's on their phones. People are so witty when they have to write 140 characters and when they have to really like communicate in real life, they don't know how to. And that really freaks me out. Yeah. Like, for example, I was at a party, the brownies party. Hey, brownies. I was at a brownies party (laughs) and I was doing homegirl shoe can, which is, you know, my little sneaker curation I do or whatever. I'm just putting random people's shoes on my Instagram. So I get a DM from a guy um, and he says, hey, you could have added me. Like You could have tagged me in your shoe cam. I wrote back, I'm sorry, who are you? He was like, I'm the guy that you put on your Instagram. I said, oh, well, you could have spoke to me. Then maybe I would have known that. Right. And, he, and I would have added you. Right. And he was like, you can't just come up to people. You can't just come up to people and speak to them. And I was um, just like, what? why not? That's called human interaction. Right? Like, I was like, <laughs> I was so taken back. I was like, yes, you can. It's called being normal. And I feel like I offended him because he didn't respond after that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I was just like, what is this? And that kind of like creeps me out. Like you never know who's watching you and who quote unquote knows you. Right. Like from social media or whatever. And they don't even speak to you when they see you in real life. And I'm just like, okay. So people are awkward as fuck, and I hate people like that. Socially, like, like, I just can't. It's like, look, at the end of the day, what's the worst that can happen? They be like, oh, okay, bye. And you just be like, okay, then that's the person, the person who you had built up in your mind from their social media right. presence. It's not who they are in person. And if they end up being even better than the person that you built up in your mind about them on social media, then, oh, that's a win-win for you. Like, not a lot of people are out here just trying to be like, ooh, peasant i don't want to talk to you you're regular right, like, like who fuck? does that like, like i'm pretty sure beyonce doesn't even right, do that like, like what no so that's just a little psa you see people speak to people like what but to leave off on a on a positive note positive note what is one piece of advice that you would give the listeners as far as if they're navigating their own journey and trying to deal with their own fears or someone mm-hmm. who may feel the similar um, journey as you as far as just untapped potential that they have a lot of accomplishments but they still feel a sense of that they haven't done all they you know, yeah. can do. I'm nowhere near where I need to be in life, where I know I could be in life, but you know, everyone's journey is different. It's going to take a little time to get there. But my advice um be true to who you are. I firmly believe in what's for you will be for you. And stay true to who you are. Speak positivity positivity into your life. And positive things will happen. And also, I feel like don't rely on other people for your success and your failures. Mm. Like, don't blame other people for your failures either. Um, because I feel like in this industry, everyone hits other people up for favors and you know things like that which is great that's why you have a network i'm not that's beautiful but also take some things into your own you know into your own hands like when i wanted an internship no one gave me an internship when i first moved here no one was i didn't know anyone to be like hey can you give me an internship right you know like when i got my columbia records complex i did that's a lie complex chase got me chase referred me thank you chase um, but for Columbia Records, that was like my dream to work on J. Cole's project. And no lie, you have to just be clever about your shit and be witty and figure out a creative way to get it. This is what, 2010? And so Twitter might have been like four years old or three right. years old. I think Twitter came out in 2008. So yeah. something like that. So long story short, I was on Twitter 
And I went to J. Cole's Down in a Dream show, uh, like the first one when his first album dropped. And that's when I met Jay-Z, fun fact. But anyway, um, they were selling albums at the Down in a Dream show. This before the album even came out. J. Cole couldn't even believe the album was there. The album was dropping like the next day or some shit. I got that album. I went home. I read all of the album thank yous. Mm. That's when artists used to really put album thank yous in artwork. Right. Um, which I used to love to read. But anyway, I read all of the album thank yous. I wrote down everyone that he mentioned that like had something to do with his project. I Googled them. Then I found their Twitters. And I started adding them in the middle of the day. Like, hey, you're looking for an intern? We'll work for free. Like, I was, right. the, I was very dedicated. Like, I spent, no lie, maybe three hours just tweeting Everyone from J. Cole's album, like, hey, we'll work for free. We'll work for free. I got so many replies, like maybe at least four, which is a lot. Right. Four replies from people in the industry who worked at uh, Bystorm, who worked at Columbia, who worked at Rock Nation, whatever. Like, who is this girl, for one? She's tweeting everybody, and she's saying for free. You know, like, they was like, all right, cool. I went in. Uh, to Columbia Records, they wrote me back like, hey, we're looking for interns, whatever, whatever. I met with Alex Rago, who y'all may know as uh, Naima Supreme's manager. At the time, she worked at Columbia Records, and she was like, uh, I bought you in. I have a lot of people looking for internship, but I bought you in because the way you went about it. Like, you found me on Twitter. Right. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, that wasn't like a very popular platform. Right. She was, I was like, okay, cool. She was like, you need college credit. So I graduated college, but I'm going to figure it out. I finessed a little college letter right quick <laughs> know, with some right. Photoshop. No. <laughs> you know, I was in Brooklyn College right. in Rose <laughs> or whatever. Um, and got my internship and that was that. But I feel like these days people don't have like a lot of hustle. Like, yeah, I have an intern now. Oh, no, I don't I have a PA now who I love. But besides him, the interns under me for the past like four years, they don't have the same hustle. Yeah, it's and I'm the- just like they just expect things to be offered to them, given yeah. to them. This shit can all be gone tomorrow. Yeah. So I feel like work ethic is everything. Spike Lee, who I believe is one of my like mentors from a distance, <laughs> every time I talk to him, it's always like randomly at one of his events, and I always ask him for like a word of wisdom. The last time I spoke to him, he told me, "Work my ass off." Like very simple, but he looked me in my eyes and was like, "Work your ass off." I'm like, without a doubt, can take away your worth. I think nobody, nobody can take away the work that you put in, the hard work. Without that you a put doubt, in. and I I keep that with me all the time, like. I do feel like I bust my ass more than a lot of my colleagues, but at the end of the day, I do it because it makes me feel good. Like, I know I'm working hard. You know what I'm saying? And you know that you're showing up and you're giving your best. Right. But by doing that also, you got to make sure that you take care of yourself and you're giving yourself the best because you can't give them the best without giving yourself the best Facts, and that's the one thing I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> so that's definitely something I'm figuring out now because I feel like I'm very passionate in what I do. And you're right. You can't invest so much into a company that doesn't invest in you or in anyone, a company, a a significant other, a friendship, or whatever. And I do feel like most times I do overly exert myself to a lot of different things. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as that when you're going into those situations that you're making sure that you're good first, right? Like that you're, you should, your health is good. Like right. you're mentally that's the in the right space when you're going into those things so that you can offer the the best that you can give them in that situation. Right. Because um, then if not, it's like you putting all that in, in, into, you know, your passion, your projects, 
And then, you know, next thing you know, shit, we 55, girl. What's going on? Did we miss life? <laughs> Did something just, like, blow by? Like, oh, you're right. girl, I'm That's why I need a vacation. Going to the doctors all the time now because, oh. you know, I wasn't in tune to my body at the times when I was out here, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, hustling. But that's the art of hustling at the same time. You just well, got to keep. I haven't figured out the work-life balance, but I'm working on it. Working. We will hold you accountable. You know, we all, <laughs> we all are work in progress. We and are. I will say that I haven't figured out the work-life balance, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, we will all hold you accountable. Let everybody know where they can follow you at, where they can stay in contact with you, or if they have additional follow-up questions. Follow-up questions. Hey, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everyone can follow me at, at Homegirl Heather. Homegirl with a U, so that's H O M E G U R L, and that's Homegirl Heather on every platform: Twitter, Instagram. What Do else? Do you use Facebook? Facebook is not Homegirl Heather. Oh, yes, it is. I have a Homegirl Heather page too. Okay, but yeah, and catch me in these streets. You heard word. <laughs> and just to close, and for out. bookings, please contact yeah. my manager, which is me. <laughs> I'm not playing with you. Yes. Contact her manager, which is her. Um, And just before we close out, you have any questions that you want me to answer on the next episode, uh, hit me up at Fearless Kia on Twitter. And if you want to just directly hit me via email, Gmail is the way to go. Nakia.Tyson at Gmail. I'll be sure to do a Q&A episode with all of your questions um, at the end of this season thank you so much heather for joining us before we (laughs) before we uh, close out i always like to uh close with a quote based off of my host or my guest not host my guest um, (laughs) (laughs) my guest is fear uh a, a wise actor and known actor named denzel washington who was like my mother's favorite actor said I'd be more frightened by not using whatever abilities I'd been given. I'd be more frightened by procrastination and laziness. So think about that. Let that sit with you guys as you continue on with your Fearless Friday and into your weekend. It's your girl, Fearless Kia, and we out.